This is Bros and Arrows, uncut, unedited, and unsponsored. Let's get on with it. Hey, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bros and Arrows, brought to you largely uncut, unedited, and unsponsored. And today I got Scott Price from Price Brothers Outdoors back on to kind of recap our hunting season. Um, and put it to rest since bear season. Scott, you on here, buddy? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It, it, well, it, it's been a while since we've been on, but we uh, feverishly text on certain days when oh, yeah. shit is going down. There's been a few. There's been a few. Uh, it's going down days, but it was. Uh, it was kind of a mild end of the season. I mean, I did most of my work at the beginning, and then but you you stuck it out. You were. I mean, you were just hunting what last weekend. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, the red tag season has started down in uh, I'll keep it kind of vague so we don't have any intruders, southeast Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, so that's an archery only or uh, antlerless only season, which runs damn near all year, besides the like three weeks of pawning season. So that's what we were doing last weekend, but yeah, um, in terms of bucks, I was out there with my muzzle loader and bow right up to the last day. Which was what day? What when did it end out there? Because it's it's like the special reg area. It's a special reg area, right? Right. Yeah. Here at home, it ended like the 14th or the 11th or something like that. And then the special regs, we were hunting till the 26th of January. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. We I we hunted. We we were able to hunt with the flintlocks until oh shit, January 12th, and then. Yep. If you had a 2B tag, you got till like the 26th or something like that. Yeah. And now, what, uh, what, what do you guys, so you guys are, you guys are picked back up into the red tag and what weapons are you allowed to use? Uh, down there, it's anything except rifles. So we were using flintlocks and bows last weekend and, um, we're actually all in the process, Ryan, myself and my cousin. Uh, we're all going to buy some inlines because we really could have, Christ, we could have slammed the deer if we could shoot a little bit farther. Oh, so you're going to cheat now? Yep. 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 <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. No, um, it's, hey, that's <laughs> it uh, it, it, They are on crack cocaine right now from oh, yeah. all the hunting that's happened. And I could only imagine. What, uh, so you're looking at inlines. Are you going to, put scopes on top of them or i would like to have irons as a secondary option only because that's what i grew up with and i like having a backup you know but for the amount we're going to be using them if i find a good deal on a on a scope only gun that's not tapped i'll get that because i'm not going to be using it here at home because we could use rifles um it's mainly going to be for shooting does down there in the red tag season so. yeah how many red tags you got you can get as many as and many deer you kill. You know they oh. only give you one tag at a time, but you can get, you know, if you shoot two hundred deer, you shoot two hundred deer. You just got to keep getting tags. Check each deer in. Damn. Now is that for does is that red tag area even smaller than like the like here uh, the WMU two B encompasses like Washington and Allegheny County. Now, does that those red tags work for the whole WMU, or is it just for like this is actually county. a township program? Oh, so it's a township. It's really small, yeah, it's really small. Oh, um, damn. So we have a few private properties, and it's funny you were mentioning all the pressure. 
there's there's one private property that actually adjoins a township property down there and the township property is where the the township has other guys come in to hunt uh, part of the red tag program but we're the only ones that can go on the private piece and as soon as you cross over like 100 yards into that private piece there's 40 or 50 deer just stacked and it's insane and i've never seen that up here because i don't know if we don't have as much pressure or what but do they what's that no does do you see like are the deer like hiding out in the private so to speak that's what it seems like because even when we try to bump them over towards the uh township piece because that's where we park you have a really really hard time getting them going the right way well they're not just flank out they'll run right past you and go out the side because they do not want to go over there yeah because there's a small militia waiting yep yep huh yeah we had a time last weekend but only came home with one yeah, do they contract out hunters to come in there, or is it just guys that want to go in there and get the meat? It's guys that just want to go in. There's no, uh, like, monetary – is that what you mean? Like a Yeah, they don't have like paid hunters. Or some crap. No, no paid hunters, no. But um, they're, they're cracking down a little bit this year This come for 2019. In 2018, half the guys that had red tags um, didn't turn them back in or didn't report their harvest, kind of like a bonus turkey tag. Regardless yeah. if you kill one or not, you got to report it. And half the guys did not do that. So they're getting a little more strict. Last year, they would give you two red tags at a time. But because nobody was turning them in or killing anything, now they're only giving one, which honestly, that's half the reason we want to get in lines because we know we could flatten a pile of deer quickly because nobody else really goes. Yeah. What, uh, who, uh, who oversees that? The, like the, the township supervisors, the police department. It's the, I guess it's the township, um, you know, put in for the red tag program, but the game commission actually sets the regs for it, I believe. Oh, cool. So that, that's why we have to turn the red tags back in, I guess, because they have to, re- the township has to report back to the game commission. So. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's gotta be a yeah. check and balance on it. Right. Yeah. Um, what what are you going to do with all the meat? Um, by no means are we as serious as regular season because you can't hunt buck. So, you know, if, if our freezer gets a little low, we'll we'll go down and shoot one. You know, it's always fun hunting with your buddies. So, Yeah, exactly. I know, I mean, in the past, um, when Allegheny County, when it was, it wasn't as, as intense as this red tag program, but I mean, we, and you can still pretty much get unlimited tags for 2B. And when we had more time on our hands, we used to pow up the deer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yep. and, and quite honestly, it got to the point some years where we couldn't eat it amongst family, friends, and those that needed it that we knew. Yep. And uh, we, did, we donated to uh, hunters helping the harvest through a yep. uh, processor. Yep. And I wasn't, I wasn't against it because there was definitely an overpopulation problem. Yep. And there's people out there that do genuinely need food. Without a doubt. And, you know, getting wild game meat and protein through that, you know, like that whole lean meat, I think is a lot better than just getting a handout or a, a EBT card. Yeah, no question about you it. You actually see people that, you know, that want the food and go seek out and get that food, that, that meat, 
versus you know the bums that get the ebt cards and use it yeah. for cigarettes and yeah and lobster uh, they, and yeah cigarettes. they or they sell them <laughs> they sell them and then right. they go get some tattoos yeah, yeah i mean there's two there's two opposite ends of the spectrum for those that need help those that genuinely need help and utilize the resources and those that abuse it and um i would like to think that those are there that are employing that hunters helping the harvest program they're actually using you know the meat and stuff to sustain their family through a hard time yep yeah and like i said we're trying to uh help the township out obviously because through that we might gain some more private property um, oh yeah so, so even if we're even if our freezers are full kind of to supplement your point anything we kill beyond that gets done i think it's hunters feeding the hungry or something like that anyway it's some kind of food bank and my buddy Mark lives down in that area. So he's, he's in the deer all year round. And him and a couple of buddies have donated like 56 deer this year. Wow. And the butcher, actually, we just got the report when we were down there last weekend. That's like 1,700 meals or something like that. Yeah, that's, well, that's awesome. So, and I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah. A, it's a double-edged sword too. And with no, in, in my opinion, no negative because right. you're getting a ton of freaking experience yep. actually killing animals. And you're getting to help others that need the help. And uh, I'm a big proponent of that. And part of the what helps me go into autopilot and keep the nerves under control is from all the killing I did back in right. the day, you, you, utilizing a, like a similar uh, approach, what you guys are doing with the unlimited tags and donating the meat that can't be ate by yourself or your family. Yep. And uh, yep. I, there, you... I don't care what, you know, anybody says you can play those mental games and do all these mental uh, gymnastic type uh, programs and approaches, actually mm -hmm. being in the moment and making a kill shot. And yep. um, you got to be there. You, you've got to actually do it to understand it and get good and proficient at it. Yeah, without a doubt, all this stuff you see online of guys uh... – sprinting hills and then taking a couple shots that might be good for shooting when you're a little exhausted but you can't duplicate the adrenaline no unless you you're shooting no. at a deer there's, there's no way to duplicate that no and me and my buddies will f with each other all day long when we're shooting trying to psych each other out and stuff yep. but it's still not the same as you have an animal approaching and you know you're about to take its life and kill it right. um yep. there's there's some guys that they can then never are able to get over that proverbial buck fever mm -hmm. <laughs> and they just Without lose their, doubt. they just lose their shit and, and come unglued and they, they don't remember anything about the shot. And I've helped blood trail deer with, you know, guys, I have friends that, that have, that have that a bit of a buck fever problem. And you'd be like, well, so where'd you hit it? And if you can't tell from the blood, you're not getting any information, right. but mm -hmm. You know, you got it. You got it. In 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 each guy, and in a lot of guys, just blank out. And uh, you got to like use it as as like a, I don't I don't want to nullify it, but it's like a training tool when you're when you're when you're hunting does and you're 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 killing game. You got to keep your shit together and learn how to do it. And uh, like this is that's a great that's a great opportunity to yeah, really hone your rep. skills. Mm -hmm. solid rep you're doing you're you know you're doing exactly what you're going to do in the fall sure it might not be a big buck but it doesn't I mean, matter I don't know about you when i'm shooting a doe i get charged up oh yeah oh yeah i mean if you're not then why are you doing it yep 
I mean, that's part of the experience in my opinion. I, uh, and that's, it was funny cause you were, we were talking about the trad bow and that would be a cool, cool way to gain some, some oh, yeah. serious experience with, with the trad bows going out there and shooting some does. Yeah. It's funny. Cause in the sum last summer, uh, so 2018 summer was the first year we were in the red tag and we were just going to look at that kind of, I don't want to say public, but that township piece. And Ryan and my buddy Mark were filming over my shoulder, and there were just deer all over the friggin' place. And I was the only one that had a gun. We weren't expecting to see anything. We were more scouting. And, man, it was so exciting. You got uh, grass up to your chest. It was just a completely different environment. And I ended up missing one. But, man, I was so pumped when that thing, when I pulled up <laughs> on that deer. It, it could have been a 160 buck, and I would have been just as charged up. Something happened. <laughs> Wait, something it was fun, man. Yeah, and then what? Something happened. I oh, were you like watch? Ah, oh, gosh, I can't remember now. You did. You said something like watch this, and you, <laughs> yeah, and you. That, you got, yeah, like, that was in Jersey. That, that was, oh, that uh, was in Jersey. All right. Yeah, that was early tags for Jersey. That oh, okay. Was, oh All right. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I remember was... that story where you like you're like watch this, and you you went to shoot that doe with your bow, and yeah. you, the string ended up getting caught in your 3D suit uh-huh yeah, yeah mark and ryan were standing there and they had each shot one already so you know i'm obviously the last one on the train and we walked around this corner and there's a doe standing there so i draw back i, I said real cocky to him watch this because the deer was standing there 15 <laughs> yards and my string must have scraped the entire way down my arm and you could have caught the arrow like if you were standing out there by the deer <laughs> and it just sailed over his back and they were rolling man uh... they were rolling of course, note, I didn't kill one that day. Note to those using uh, a 3D suit: trim your inside of your bow yep. arm, yep. and or care if you hit it use or a bunch of rubber bands. It. Yep, cut it off. You don't need it. Yeah, well, and it, it's that's the old that's the difference between practice and reality. A lot of oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of things rear their ugly heads when you're about to kill something mm -hmm. because there's you know just minor form errors or you're off balance you're not standing in your yard in a manicured lawn right shooting yeah. at a target you're off balance there's a ant hill there's a branch that you got to duck a little bit below mm -hmm. and uh that's where really your equipment's got to be on point and you're you're you know you, and it comes from experience it comes from doing the, the, the these things you guys are doing that you find these weak spots in your gear and your equipment Oh yeah. That's, yeah, that's another yeah. good thing about the red tags too. You know, you're you're uh, you're experiencing all that extra crap that can go wrong even more. So yeah, and then and you're working out all those little, you're, well, you're fine tuning your 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 system for when sure. that that buck of a lifetime steps out or you know that shooter buck emerges and it's it's now go time and you've got all those problems worked out and you're not talking about them after you just screwed the pooch on a right. on a nice buck without a doubt <laughs> i i oh god I, I i i couldn't even begin to tell you all the times i've screwed up and really effed up and then sitting back and like what how did that happen like mm -hmm. and but yeah and it, and it just you dial in your system i'm i'm still it i'm still dialing in my system and we're talking uh, 25 years later 25 years of hunting and I'm still dialing in my system a little bit better each time. 
yeah, that's one of the coolest things to me. It's, it's not one of those hobbies where you could become a professional, really. And what I mean by that is there's always more to learn. Yeah, professional. Animals are always changing. The conditions are always changing. You're always adapting to what's going on. Yeah. I think that's well, one of the best parts to, to hunting. Yeah, and in, in, in my opinion, a professional, a professional hunter is a bullshit term. Yeah, no um, short of being a tracker in Africa, um, I, I, I do, I do like the, uh, the, you know, those African hunters and guides like PHs, mm -hmm. professional hunters. And I mean, they're, yeah, they're out there every single day. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and, and it's, it's a little bit different cause they're, they're actually tracking animals and guiding hunters amidst dangerous game and, and yep. shit that can kill you. And uh, I'll go with it a little bit more. I'm a little more agreeable as, you know, that pH terminology over there. Sure. I guess the American professional hunter is what we're referencing. Yeah, we are. And, 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 now, and the, we've the only. More the, the more accurate term would be professional salesman or yeah, promoter. professional commercial <laughs> guy or something. Yeah. Well, and I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. Pro staff is really short for promotional staff. Yep. Um, yep. It's been, it's, it, it used to mean something. It doesn't anymore. It, no. it really doesn't. And I mean, there's guys that are deserving of the original meaning of the title and they're still on. And, and I work with a lot of the guys with ASATS pro staff and get guys that um, set up with the quote unquote pro staff terminology, because what it does is it gets guys gear at a discounted price because they're, in my opinion, they're worthy of it in a, I want them representing the, the brand and uh, getting their feedback because they're, they're giving valuable feedback. They're not just posting right. grip and grin shots and uh, really cool Instagram shots. They're actually providing some valuable information about the products back yeah. and in giving me some ammo, not, not maybe not ammo, but uh, giving me some real world uh, insight and experience into how a piece functions or how the camo functions in different settings, different lightings against sure. different animals, because all animals kind of have, I mean, you can kind of loosely group them ungulates and uh, aviary, um, but each animal kind of has its own unique sight and sound, you know, different characteristics for yep. uh, detecting the presence of pre or of predators. But anyways, let's not go down that rabbit hole. We're just supposed to talk about hunting today. No, you're, you're definitely right, though. No question. Well, what did – so you guys – so we left bear season, a very successful bear season uh, that we dubbed Berga on social media. And then we went in from pretty much uh, – we had a, a short little break in PA anyways – um, from bear season through the Thanksgiving holiday, which you could actually hunt turkey. I don't didn't I, I didn't go. No, um, I don't bother with fall personally, but I, I really don't either. I'm so I'm so worn out from chasing deer around. I don't get much time. I like to. I and I have from time to time. And when we in the past, when we've killed our our deer early in archery, we have done that fall turkey hunt, which is a shit. That's a shit ton of fun. Just oh, I bet. Yeah, buckets no of fun. I mean, there's nothing like busting up a flock and just, they're just screaming. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're literally, I mean, they're a lot of them are juvenile birds and that key sure. key whistle and key key runs. And 
I mean, it, it can get pretty intense and, uh, I enjoy it, but it's just deer becomes the uh, obsession in the fall. So yes. no, none of us did any fall turkey hunting. And then we moved into a few of us moved into rifle season. I mean, I was hunting West Virginia's rifle season and, yep. uh, and you actually were actively hunting PA's rifle season, still chasing a, down a buck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that buck I was actually chasing. Well, one of them. Um, ended up getting shot the first day of muzzleloader season, which is on our uh, highlights on our Instagram. Real big, heavy uh, seven-pointer, real heavy seven-pointer. I guess the guy that killed it have had it on camera for four or five years now. He sent me What's all it? the pictures, which is really cool. Yeah, did they kill one. it with a flintlock? Yeah, yep. Damn. First day on the month, or maybe not the first day, second day. It was a Monday anyway. But, yeah, man, it was a uh, hell of a deer. I had and it was on camera. A couple times, but I think where Ryan and I hunt, it was kind of on the edge of his range. We got real sporadic pictures. That was a bruiser buck. Yeah, big, heavy, big blockhead on him. Beady he was eyes. what the real seven? Big. Yeah, he was a seven pointer. Yep, curled down beams. Really unique looking buck, and um, I guess they're sending the jaw out to get officially aged, but they're thinking he's around seven and a half, which is is uh, quite the deer, deer for this area. Yeah, so seven point. So. We're, we're, we're having, there's a, a small debate brewing on social media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so seven points. So he's really what, I mean, it, cause we, he's a 14 point then. Right. right I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. good God. I don't get this Western count. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, uh, yeah. I think California is rubbing off on him. They just want to be different. Call it what it well, is. yeah. Well, damn Four it. Seven it, points or whatever listen he he grew the points give them to him yeah i mean unless you and i just uh i was i, I made a comment this morning and because some people they have this just god awful weird thought process <laughs> and they're like and we, what, what it was we post we posted that it's an eight point i shot a bunch of years back yep and uh it's an eight point he's got eight points that are over right. one inch long which in pennsylvania and i don't know if it's i i don't know anywhere that it's not that uh, an actual legal point has to be over an inch yep um now i know like western states have some weird rules like uh colorado you have for it to be a legal deer you have to have four tines or brows of over five inches long or mm. eye guards and they call them eye guards, which I'm cool with that. Eye guards, brow times. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Whatever. G1s is, is the technical scoring term. But they, mm -hmm. damn it, they grew them, so give them to them. But right. then, you know, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm even okay with some of the stuff like, uh, what, what do they say? It, it's a, it would be a six point with a three by oh, three God. with eye guards. Okay, yeah. yeah. To me, I, I, okay, so he's got eight total points. But yeah. then there's guys, that, he's a three point. Or you see it on TV all the time. I shot this eight point. He's got three drop times. That would be an 11. That would be an 11, buddy. Yeah, he's a mainframe eight with three drops. He's a right. non-typical buck. He's an 11 point. Right. Um, and, and that's my, my viewpoint. Like, he's got that point, so why are you not counting it? But then, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll, I, there was one guy on there. He's like, well, he's a three point. And uh, yeah, it was – I don't – I can't even remember exactly how he had put it. But – is he a three point? Cause you can't count over five <laughs> or like, 
I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not following because when I think of a three-point, I think of a forky on one side, a forker on one side, and a spike on the other. And that's not even a buck I can shoot. Yeah. And, uh, and then even actually Nicholas Armour, from, he's from Germany, or I think he's from German, Germany. Uh, he, was like, uh, he was like, you know, so if it's a four on one side and two on the other, he's an eight point. Uh, yeah, four points on one side, two on the other. It would be called an uneven eight point. What? Well, an uneven eight point would be like five on one side and three on the other to me. I, I think uh, there's just some odd terminology when it comes yeah. to getting these racks and like making this like, a lot more co- complex than it has to be. Yeah, like why are we doing this to ourselves? Um, yeah, so <laughs> one guy was like, uh, we, "We count in Utah. We count one side." So that's a three point and we don't need to compensate by saying I got me a six point buck. I, I mean, I, I don't get that compensation. Like so you're only going to score one side of your buck too, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think we were measuring dick size here. Yeah. So I'm not, I, mean, I don't know what anybody's trying to compensate. It's a wild animal that grew a rack and there's yeah. two sides to it and he's got points on both sides. And, uh, you know, there's the typical, the non-typical. I mean, there's just so much. Like, we just, once again, we can be our own worst enemies. Oh, yeah. And quite honestly, you want to call it a three-point, that's fine. You want oh, to call it care. an eight-point, that's fine. I don't care you, if you call it a doe, but yeah, that's my opinion. I'm going to tell you my opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion. You know? Yeah, and everybody's entitled to their own, own opinions. They're like assholes. Everyone's got one. Yep. Now we can move on from that, but it was just, it's, it's hilarious to me. It's just, it, it's, it's just cracks me up all the different stuff. And actually my buddy Ray from Pacific giants, he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and quite honestly, I think I, a lot of this comes from the mule deer, which typically oh, don't yeah. have yeah. brow tines, G ones or eye guards. Um, and, and I think that's where a lot of this started, but I also think a lot of it's just that, you know, the, the Western elitism and they want to be different and yeah. California rubbing off on, yeah. on them slowly. But anyways, <laughs> it's that, it's that wind blowing all the California air over there. Yeah. We'll get all, I hope direct all anybody listening can direct all the hate mail at James at this is hot boga. Cause he started this by posting that picture, which I think was a good post, but anyways, uh, so rifle season, the general rifle season, you did, I, I, you didn't kill one. I know that, but no, did you, uh, I, and you had, so, you had some opportunities. Yeah. I could have shot some nice bucks, but we had some really, you're, you really were being good ultra around. picky. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I have no problem not shooting a buck. I can care less. I went, I went six years one time without shooting a buck. Not cause I didn't have a chance. Yeah, well, and I and care. I did the same thing in West Virginia this year, and that, and partly because West Virginia is a royal pain in the ass for me to shoot a deer in, because right. if I do, um, I can't transport it across state line, like like, like literally. Oh, that's right. And yeah. it, it, it's it's so fucked. Um, yep. it really is because the one spot I hunt, I watch the deer come out of Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. To yep. where um where my stand's set up in west virginia now i i won't shoot them across the line i'll let them come because they're coming anyways sure. but so then they so uh, let's just say for example 
and, and it, it actually happened um, in West Virginia. So uh, we'll give a little bit more of a description here. In PA, that WMU has antler restriction. So I'm watching this buck come across. In PA, he's not legal. He then crosses the, the state line and he becomes a legal buck because in West Virginia, there's no antler restrictions. So I watched this buck come across and he, I can shoot him in West Virginia and it's, everything's legal. I'm a licensed non-resident West Virginia hunter. I'm hunting in West Virginia and I use uh, Onyx maps to verify all my stand locations. And actually the one property, uh, the, it's, a, it's one of the, it's actually the only private piece I can hunt. He owns ground in PA and West Virginia. Mm -hmm. um, but they cross the line. They come down by my stand. He's now, a, he's a legal buck. He's not, um, the, there was a couple, there was actually one, a seven point I, I could have shot that was a young little spaghetti rack, but he would have been legal in PA. But anyways, they cross over. They're now legal. I could then kill them. But if I kill them, I cannot take them back across the state line dead right. without removing all brain and spinal tissue. Mm -hmm. um, because of CWD, EHD, whatever the reason, rhyme or reason. I think it's more CWD than EHD. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I either have to quarter them and remove the, the, you know, the brain and spinal column and then take them back to PA, or I have to take them to a processor in West Virginia or – you know, and if I would shoot a really nice one, then I'd have to take it to a taxidermist in West Virginia because I can't bring the, the head back across state line to get it, you know, and I, I don't, I don't do taxidermy as in like shoulder mounts. I'll do the Euro mounts, Sure, but I would have to do my Euro mount in West Virginia and literally remove all brain and spine before I could bring that skull back. Um, and then if I won, if I just shot a run of the mill buck, I would have to cut the horn, you know, the skull plate off. And then I would have to remove all that brain tissue from the inside to bring the horns back across. And most importantly, in reality, is the meat. So then I'm going to have to quarter out, cut the straps off, and I'm going to have to do that. In the, which there's, I can and I have. Um, it just makes the logistics of hunting before or after work a giant pain in the ass yep. a lot more steps yep yeah and 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 you know and that, that is one thing i will give the western hunters credit for is most of them i mean they're shooting bigger game animals and a lot of times a lot deeper back into the wilderness than than we are and yep. they are i mean they're doing that i mean i just posted a video uh with ray doing the gutless plus where they they remove all the meat in the field you know they take the quarters off and then they sure. take all the other meat it's, it's, it's definitely feasible and, and something you can do. Unfortunately, right now in my life, um, with the way I'm able to hunt, it's not because I don't have the time and, right. uh, shame on me for not having more time and having a life and kids and stuff, but that's just the way it is. That's and, and I, and I like to, I like to hunt. And if I, if I like, I, and I've said this before, if I only have an hour, I'd rather go hunt for an hour than not. Oh yeah, that's a lot of times, man. More the more I do that, those quick hunts, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should go. You end up seeing stuff. Oh yeah, in in or, or having or killing something. You yeah, go. well, the statistics are very easy. Those that hunt more, kill more, and yep. see more. You you can't kill them if you're not hunting. You can't see them if you're not hunting. And 
so I like to be out there and, and yeah, so I'm, I'm limited in, in as far as I, you know, I have to be able to shoot one and, uh, what, what we, we've kind of dubbed the, the, the gut and drag method. I mean, it's, yep. it's just, you're gutting them out, you're dragging them to your vehicle and then you're getting them somewhere cold, either hang them and then process them later when you have time. Or sometimes I, I actually, I've shot deer in warm weather where I'm like, shit. And I, I'll take them to a processor. I yeah, like that's what sucks about the summer season, that red tag season, man. You better have, you better plan on doing it immediately. Yep, exactly. It, like you said. But. Yeah, and and I'm okay. I'm I'm a, I don't like taking my game to a processor. I like to do it myself. No. But there are circum circumstances where that's best for the overall process. And I would rather take it to a processor and get them to hang it in a cooler or get it processed immediately than lose meat. It's right. like, why are you doing it if you're not going to get the meat? The, sure. the, the, the antlers, not, they're not horns. The antlers are uh, just sometimes a necessity to procure, procure the meat because you have to shoot a legal game animal. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to shoot nice bucks, but I'm, I really – I'm doing it to get the venison. I mean, and don't get, I, 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 I hold out for nice box. I can shoot does to get meat, right. but I, I will hold out to shoot a nicer buck now because I can just go whack a doe and, and get meat in, in my opinion, uh, a lot better tasting cut than an old buck that's filled with testosterone. Sure. Yeah, man. I'll tell you straight out. And anybody who, uh, who asks, I have no problem shooting a little doe. Uh, no, they're I legal. I don't, shit, man. I, I almost prefer to shoot those little does because, like you said, man, you fry that thing up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, the the most bang for your buck and the best taste is not a fawn, but a right. yearling doe. Yeah, right. You, you know, a, a, a deer that has made it through as a fawn into its, you know, its first full year 80 pound deer something like that yep yeah because i mean the deer don't get um those don't get overly large i've shot some old monarch matriarch does and they uh <laughs> they a lot of times they taste they're 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 rough yeah you got to grind them up pretty much um <clears throat> james is listening and he just texts me he disagrees he says they all taste the same I think I, I, I'll disagree with James here. I can definitely taste the difference. I think think they all taste pretty much the same, but they all taste like venison. Yeah. Yeah, They all taste like venison. That those young deer are more tender. There's, there's nothing. Now I will say that like my grandfather and his brother and sisters and all that, uh, you know, 80 plus generation, they will tell you that buck meat sucks and they'll hardly even eat a damn buck. I don't get that. Um, <sighs> actually last year when Ryan shot his buck, he offered them like half the deer or something. Cause he can't butch or go hunt himself anymore. And when Ryan told him it was a buck, he's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't eat that buck meat. That's <laughs> so great. Just, yeah. So we just laughed and ate it ourselves, you know, no big I mean, it, it's a lot of it's in, in the actual, uh, procurement of it like Without how you how you feel dress and how you take care of the meat and then yeah. how you prepare it to eat you sure. could you can make an an older age class deer and even a buck there is 
there is different methods of cooking. Like a lot of times with uh, an older older deer, like a, or an older buck in the rut, a lot of times we just turn him into ground. Right. Um, or you know, like we'll do a, a and, and actually the roasts aren't even that good. But you can you can make a roast, you can make a piece of shit taste good if you cook it right with a roast. Without a doubt. Um, Same with bear meat too. I'm I'm sure you've heard people say, "Oh, bear meat's gross." And that's because whoever cooked it for him cooked it like deer meat or any other meat. You got to yeah. cook it different. Mm-hmm. You cook bear meat right, and you're gonna you're gonna shit your pants because it's the best. Yeah, I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Justin didn't make you any. No. Wow. No, nah, he's he just uses me. Wow. He uses me to ask a bunch of questions and take them along, uh-huh. and then he hides all his meat i'm Uh, sure i'll get some eventually but it's just it it's been i mean life is it's not any uh life is not any less hectic since hunting season stopped it you know it's always on the go and you know i you 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 haven't got to this stage yet but i mean i got kids he got kids and it's just a it's a every day is a shit show Mm -hmm. like you know like this week i was making valentine's day boxes and nice yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, Logan. We started out making a lion. That was going to be his Valentine's box, and when it was all said and done, he's like, "That is one badass bear." And I'm like, I looked at him, and I'm like, and he's like, "That's one bad looking bear." And I'm like, yep. "Better uh, remember, you're five. That's Ass hilarious. is not appropriate, but it does. It looks like a bear. It was supposed to be a lion. It looks like a pretty cool bear now. Yep. And we'll just roll with it. In his uh. Uh, his birthday is tomorrow, so he is going to be getting his first compound. He's a, he's gonna, oh yeah yeah he'll shit himself. He has That's no awesome. clue either. I've been I've been messing with him for weeks now. Um, he got he's getting a a new breed uh, spawn, and it's awesome. all it's all in ASAT. So yeah, he, he's gonna shit himself, and then I'm ta- I'm gonna take him to the bow shop, and then when he gets back, he's gonna I got him a punching bag too. He's punches the hell out of me all the time and and i uh, i'm like why why like what do you he's like get me a punching bag i won't punch you and i'm like deal fair enough well played you'll get a punching (laughs) bag so i got him a 40 pound punching bag with these little tiny gloves so hopefully he wears his little ass out yeah but yeah well and he's like the perfect height right now for nut shots inadvertent nut shots oh great yeah that's freaking lovely Nothing like turning around and getting blasted in the in the nuts. Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, it, dude, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Speaking of looking forward to, I I, posted, I seen the picture, uh, his daughter puking. He caught oh that like God. He, he caught that like mid vomit. Yeah. Did he send <laughs> you the video too? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, the video is hilarious. It's a full on stream. Oh. Yeah, like a rocket. Yeah, little babies are good for puking and shitting. Mm-hmm. Then they get real fun when they start talking. Yeah, she's I, starting to make a lot of noise now. Uh, that, dude, I wouldn't. I, w- I actually, that's me and my wife were jokingly saying that it would be really nice to have another baby, but that was jokingly because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way now, but it's a lot of work. But it doesn't get any easier. There's just new challenges that come up. Mm-hmm. So Valentine's yeah, Day, you better be careful. Well, I know. It's I gotta at some point today make it somewhere. 
can get my wife chocolate, Sarah's chocolate. Shameless plug for the Sarah's chocolate company, which is local to us here. They make some good chocolate. What are you doing for your, uh, is she your fiance? Not yet. Not yet. Man, you're, you're really waiting here, huh? Yeah. She's put up with you long enough, I think. I can't believe it. <laughs> what, what are you getting? What are you, you, you going shopping today? Or you already, you already got this all pre-thought out? Oh, I got it taken care of. Yeah. Got it taken care of. <laughs> well done. I'll be last minute. Yeah. I'll be, well, I'll, I'm not saying it was a lot of advance notice, but maybe a few days I had it figured out. Well, you better get, get your shit squared away because we got some hunts for this year that we're going to try yeah. to get together. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. I applied, I applied for, uh, I, I applied for, uh, an elk draw. I'm not going to say where, because I don't want a gajillion people applying extra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty good odds. If I, is it what we talked about? Yeah, we did. We talked about it and, and there's, there's pretty good odds if you get drawn, but there's not real great odds of getting drawn. Right. And then I'm going to apply for a moose hunt, a, a tag, a draw tag for moose mm -hmm. in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be pretty much it. I was planning on going to Colorado and hunting, uh, more or less it was it's a it's a one point draw for non-residents for archery but i i don't think that's going to happen this year i i don't have i don't know i should just i should just say f it and do it but um the more i thought about it the more i leaned against it uh and, and it, it's not to take more sure bet hunts but i want to be able to do a little bit more hunting and prep and scout and all that the fun stuff that goes into it then just go out there and s stumble around and a little bit of a confidence boost before you go at least have some type of plan or expectation yeah and i don't want to go bow hiking i have no interest in that and uh i want to see the west but i i i'll be i'll i'll have way too much expectation and pressure put on myself and i'll pretty much kill myself trying to get it done so I'm going to take, I'm, I, I'm looking at, like I said, these, these two draw hunts, which will increase my odds. And they're actually, they're both actually close enough that I could logistically get up there and do a little, I'm not going to be able to do much scouting, but I'll at least be able to get up and see the areas and uh, put a plan into effect. That'd be so, worthwhile. Yeah. And, and, and it, they're, I, I think they're also thing uh, hunts that I could probably convince somebody maybe my brother or maybe you or ryan to sneak away and maybe film or uh yeah, they're, you know they're close enough they're there's they're drivable i i, I i've kind of lost interest in the whole flying to go hunt for right now um because logistically it becomes a little bit of a nightmare and my time is just horribly limited already with the kids and i'm building a house and then i coach football in the fall and uh, I'm not that person that takes on a responsibility and then shirks it or uh, comes up short on it. I like to put in my all for, especially for these kids. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of in, in – I'm hoping we can get it together. We're looking at a Sika hunt. Yeah, that would be awesome, I think. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to – I mean, we, we need to go 
do a little bit more research into it, but that could be really cool. And it's not far for either of us. It's kind of almost, no. it, it's called almost like a, not, it's not a middle point, but it would be about the same distance for both of us. Kind of yeah. maybe a little closer for you guys, but nonetheless, it's something we could get down there probably once or twice and check it out. And, sure. And, uh, from my from from reading in on it and stuff because you kind of brought that to my attention they're uh they're members of the deer family they're like a little more closely related behavior wise to elk they're kind of like little miniature mud elk yeah i think that's a great expo or explanation yeah and they're they're in certain areas they were they're not native to america um the united states but they were brought here i think by the french i think you're right and uh but there's a there's a wild there's you know there's a population of them in from china i think that's really been whacked away at but yeah, they're a cool little animal and they're like uh i think a a stag or a, a bull or whatever because there's there's the male counterpart which i think is called a bull right i i think i think it's a stag actually okay so there and then there's the stag, female yeah. counterpart which is a hind yep um yep and even the bulls are like 90 to a hundred pounds at best. Yep. And, uh, supposedly some incredibly tasting, incredible, incredibly good tasting venison. Yeah. I've heard the same better than, better than, uh, you know, whitetail venison, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Yeah. What? So I'm hoping we can put that together and that'll be a, a public land hunt and, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, it's in Maryland. It's, I mean, it's, it there's only a few spots you can hunt them and uh i'm I'm sure the tags are pretty liberal i haven't looked into it that far yet as far as i know it's over the counter i don't think there's any and you can shoot as many as you want i think too the same I, it, they don't they don't have a separate season for whitetail it's all it's just a deer you know gotcha yeah I to, like i said we'll have to look into it some more I, i'm interested it, it, it could be really fun it could be a lot if of anybody's fun. listening don't be afraid to reach out <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're 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 definitely entertaining it and looking for some some insight information. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I got cooking and I got well we got turkey season coming maybe we'll be able to get together for a turkey hunt. Yeah, good old turks coming around. Won't yeah. be long. I know, I can't wait. It's like the highlight of my year. So, I'm like amped up ready to go i'm already it's like i had nothing but them on the brain right now it's i and and i i keep tabs on on the winter flocks and they're right where they always are sure. and they'll be uh it'll be here before we know it it's what february now and it's colder than balls here and it's been wet and cold and windy but it'll be here soon yes sir and it's what we got. I got West Virginia. It'll come in first and then into PA. Do you, uh, you got any plans for Turkey or just PA? Um, some guy from Jersey might want me to guide for his little getting city people in the hunting group. So other than hunting for ourselves and shooting a couple, I might go over there and guide some Jersey guys a couple days. That'd be cool. Any any inclination to hunt them on your own over there or not really? Just maybe go over there and guide? I think just guide. Jersey system is insane. They charge you for every single thing. Like, 
like in Pennsylvania, you buy a turkey tag and you're good for the whole month. There, you have to apply for each week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, kind of like deer, you got to buy a tag. Then you got to buy a zone permit. Then you got to buy a buck from it for that zone. It's it's just insane. Huh. Do you guys like if I want – what's that? I mean, so you, you have to – well, you have to know your shit or you could get yourself jammed up. Though. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a story when we hang up. <laughs> oh, Christ. I, I, I'll tell it anyway. Who cares? Um, we thought our tags were for a certain season or whatever. Ended up our tag, or we didn't have the right permit, so we were not supposed to be hunting. It was great. Oh, if, if you don't know the freaking book, you're going to be screwed. Huh. Yeah. So we had the wrong permit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Nothing <laughs> happened. We noticed, we noticed, but we were already down there. We drove all the way there, decided to hunt. And we were just screwing around on our phones and found out we weren't even supposed to be there. That's crazy. So, yeah, I, I would never spend money to, to uh, Turkey Hunt Jersey, though. No, no chance. Huh. That, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, West Virginia is not that complicated. Um, but they classify all their tags as like a, there's like a lettering system. Yep. And uh, it can it can get confusing. And actually, I go I I took the very safe route because last year was the first year I really hunted West Virginia. I've hunted other states, but um, where I live now just puts me in such close proximity to West Virginia. It makes it easy and it extends my season. Yep. It may not be the best area. Um, per se and it's not a great i mean there's big bucks everywhere and there's there's probably big bucks in the areas i'm hunting i just haven't seen them yet because I, I don't do as much with public land i don't do as much with the trail cams and stuff um mm -hmm. but i take the real safe route there and and actually i was talking to a uh i think it's like a game warden down there and he was kind of explaining me some explaining to me the tag system and what I could do. And there was, I mean, there was a lot more that I could be doing that I wasn't as far as tags, but, uh, I was being like, for the reasons I already stated, I was being so damn picky on a deer. It was going to have to be a, a, a really, really nice buck for me to shoot it down there and go through all the headache of actually killing a deer down there. Right. And, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, th I'm, I'm really evaluating. And we have, me and you have these talks, <laughs> through text or we'll i'll call you and be like damn it man like west virginia great for like having a you know extra opportunities and extra tags but what a pain in the dick yeah oh to go down God. there and shoot a deer like is it even worth it like i'm like beating my head against the wall like with with those restrictions and now if if i didn't have the time constraints i did did it wouldn't be a big deal or if i knew someone that had a farm where i could butcher the deer in a barn or a yep. shed or just a place, you know, to throw it up in a tree, you know, it might be a little bit easier, but like with the time constraints I have and like a lot of times I'll hunt before work and then go into work. It just, it, it, the way that it's set up right now is such a Royal pain in the butt. Um, like, is it, is it worth it? Is it worth the frustration? Because I, I do, I don't like to go out and sit with my bow or hike around with my bow. I want to go out and kill stuff, but I'm being so overly picky. I, I passed up a, a bunch of legal deer. Um, and I'm like, man, what am I doing? Like, am I, am I actually going to shoot one? <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing? And, 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 and it's, it's like that. 
the one, a couple of the spots and most of it's public land. I've not seen, heard, or seen any real great sign to indicate that there is a bruiser buck. Right. Um, I'm sure there is tucked in somewhere, but there's not a real heavy inclination that I have that I'm going to get into a whopper. Um, the biggest buck I seen last year, well, I seen that little spaghetti racked at seven. I seen a, well, I called him high five, like high five, like you give up your buddy a high five. Be, and right. I don't name my deer, but this dumb bastard, just his rack was like stupid high, but he wasn't, he wasn't a, an old deer. He just, his horns grew straight up. And I, I'd imagine that he's dead because come after the rifle season and I did put some trail cams out where I knew he was traveling. I didn't catch hide nor hair of him. Um, <clears throat> there's a good possibility. He got whacked on public land. He was real. Yeah. He was actually a pretty visible buck. Um, I seen him a bunch of times. So I don't know if he's even still alive. So I don't know. I, don't, I mean, my expectations, I, I, I don't know whether I need to lower my expectations, go down there and just start killing shit or maybe, preserve some of my time and maybe plan to like go into Ohio like we were talking and just doing like a long weekend in Ohio once mm -hmm. or twice or three times as opposed to stressing stressing the situation and getting in these quick hunts and because I mean with hunting and the reality of it and so that maybe there's a listener out there right now listening to us bullshit that is thinking about getting into hunting I mean, you got to do whatever it takes and whatever, whatever you want to make it. Yep. Um, but there's a lot more than just going out there and hunting. You know, you got to procure the meat. You got to oh, take yeah. care of the meat. You got to get the meat somewhere. There's a lot more to it. And and when you're running this running gun type hunting, going out a few hours before work, you still got to get dressed. You got to get undressed. You got to get your, I, 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 and maybe I'm a little too anal. I like to try to keep my, sent to a minimum and it, it's really all in what you make it um and uh sometimes i'm wondering if it would be better just to go somewhere for a couple of days and hunt and uh then try to sneak in all these hunts here and there yeah you make a you make a big process out of it. i see what you're saying and it ends up costing you money too when you're running down there all the time i don't know how it is how far it is for you but it's like going to the it's like going to the gas station it's really not far for me oh no kidding okay yeah it, it is it's really nice and convenient and that's why i'm able to sneak out and get in these little hunts before and after work and hunt so much but then like that's the, like a double-edged sword you know i get down there nice and easy and get in place to hunt and it then if i kill one it becomes a giant process yep um, yeah it's, the, the work's not done but once you kill something that's no and even more so down there sounds, that's when the work starts yeah and not to sound not to sound ignorant here but i wouldn't shoot a doe in west virginia right um it's it's too much work for me to to bring one back i can just buy doe tags in pennsylvania and shoot one and then take it to my house and and process it yeah. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense for me to go down there to shoot does, no. um, no. and, and to go down there and shoot a, a three point, eh, I don't, once again, I, I, I'm, I'm better off shooting. I'd rather <laughs> shoot a doe in my home state than shoot a three point. The, the antlers really don't, don't do it for me until they get giant and they, uh, even at that, I mean, 
I think it's more of the challenges shooting that older age class dominant buck matching wits with him and trying to kill a, a better better deer. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of point I was making before. Like I said, the one time I went six years without mm -hmm. without killing a buck, I missed two in that six year span. But you know, well, six it, year six years to some people is like, oh man, I quit. Oh, what the you know. <laughs> That was purely my choice and, and uh, two failed attempts, but. That's just know. like with Jake's and with turkey hunting, I don't shoot Jake's anymore. Right. Um, because they're dumber than a box of rocks most days. Yep. And I mean, call in. yeah, if they're moving around and they'll keep coming. I, 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 I've called, I call them in with my voice or I'll get them in and then realize they're a Jake and then I'll, yep. I'll screw with them. Screw with them. Yeah. Screw with them. Um, I shot, yeah, my first gobbler I shot when I was 12 or whatever, I shot a Jake and then, uh, I didn't, I, then I, I think I, my next bird was a, a Jake, which he was like, he was like a, he was all beefed up. He was a beefed up Jake. He must've been an early, early pult because he was a big old bastard, but he was a Jake. And then I didn't, I, I started, I was like, I'm going to start shooting. I want to, I want to shoot a long beard. And, uh, that was where I evolved there, which I don't know. I just naturally took to turkey hunting and I loved calling and, and I, I, I want to say I'm a better turkey hunter than a deer hunter, but nonetheless, I, I started chasing long beards and then uh, we started, we, we were filming. I, I had to be in, I had to be in college and we, we just, we were starting, we, we started picking up filming and, uh, we were like, oh, whole, there, here's a whole new element of challenge. Yeah, and uh, we were, I don't remember, we were on, we were, it was on our farm. I grew up on a farm and uh, my dad was filming for me and I called in a bird um, into the corner of the pasture and it ended up being a Jake and he put on a hell of a show and we were kind of whispering and the camera, the audio was so bad. You, you can't even hear any of it, but we're whispering and, talking about it and i'm like i'm gonna shoot this guy and my dad's like yeah this is this has been pretty cool uh yeah uh why not we're not you know and i ended up blasting him and i was super excited like my heart was racing i was super excited it was a jake mind you and then and and i didn't it i was happy but then after it was said and done i wasn't at all like let down that I shot a Jake or that it was any less of a game animal, but I was like, man, I should have, I should have held out. I, sh I should have, I, I could have called in a long beard. I, I just had a little bit more patience and I was kind of like disappointed in myself a little bit. And, uh, but nonetheless, I was stoked and we had it on video. It's really cool video. It, I mean, now looking back at it, it looks like it's uh flickering old time cinema. Yeah. Yeah. But and, and and it's it's the great we watched we watched it a million times so it's like I'm surprised that the little tapes even holding together anymore and we tried yeah, to convert it to dry digital. rotted yeah it's 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 it, I'd like to get it converted to digital before I lose any more quality off of it but I just haven't got around to it but and, and I I don't know if it's like the you know like you evolve at some point like I said I don't shoot Jake's anymore. Uh, I won't ever knock anybody if they want to shoot a Jake. Have at it. It's a legal game yep. bird. Um, 
and that's the same with deer. I've kind of, I, I, I just like shooting older bucks yeah. and matching what's against them. And I'm not a, I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm not a Pope and young hunter. I'm not a, a snob about it. I'll, I shoot a good buck, you know, I'll shoot any good buck, but, um, just a little bit more challenging than shooting a, you know, a year and a half old buck or even a two and a half year old buck. Yeah. Um, nothing no, wrong with it. Boat. If somebody's excited to shoot, well, I, have to, I guess it would be a five-pointer in Pennsylvania, but if you're excited <laughs> to shoot a five-pointer because of the three-point minimum, you know, I'll I'll put it on my back and drag it out for you if you're excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. But if no, you're I'm, one of I'm... the guys who's like, oh, you know, it was opening morning and he came out, I figure, what the heck? That, that grinds my gears. If you're not going to be happy with it. Yeah, or, yeah, if you shoot it and then these guys that downplay it, well, you know, I know it's only a, yeah. a little Baskerac 8 point, but I didn't have much time to hunt or I this or I that or yep. shut the fuck yeah. up. You killed my, it. My happy with don't it. don't change from the first day of archery to the last day of flintlock. I'm, there's no reason to have a rule for yourself if you're not going to follow it the whole time. Yeah, you know, if you're going to shoot it on the, the last day, shoot it on the first day. Yep, exactly and, and, right. and, and it, listen, I don't, you know, it's, it's a, we do have big bucks here in PA. They're nope. not as easy to come by as they are in the Midwest. Nope. And nope. I will, sh if, if a two and a half, if I can tell a buck's a young buck, but he's, he's sporting some antler, I'm going to knock that bastard down. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't, if you? he's, if he's a big buck, because chances are, even if I'm hunting my own property, which I don't. I'm not going to, I let my family and some close friends hunt. He's going to, he's not going to just stay on my little piece of property. I don't own much ground. He's going to go on the neighbors and damn right. Well, no, they're going to knock his ass down. Um, you know, it's, it's a little different around here than it is in other States. And uh, Michigan's a lot like this. And even, even some parts in Ohio and West Virginia, for sure. Um, unless there's like a uniform, antler restriction the you know the, the uniform antler restrictions help but even at that you know a two and a half year old buck that's an eight point he's not safe right. <laughs> you know he may be in front of me but the next guy he's not and he's gonna see another guy during during archery and or rifle season yeah, i agree and uh but yeah it's it's to each their own and whatever makes you happy don't you know but be happy about it. Like I, I right. hate those guys that shoot it and then they post it in social media is the devil for this because guys will shoot what they're happy with, but then they realize when they post it, it's, it's a dink compared to what, who gives a shit. And that other guy might be hunting pr private land. He might have his own farm. He might've got lucky who knows. But yep. if you're going to, if your heart's racing and you got excited and, and the thrill of the hunt was instilled in you and then you killed it, then be damn proud of it. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys out there that aren't killing anything. Oh, without a doubt. And they're and they're they're, the they're the loudest ones. Yeah, and they're busting their ass trying to get it yeah. done, and they're not getting it done. Yep. And then you did you did get it done, and they're gonna knock you. Hell no! Mm -hmm. sh shut yep. up. But yeah, it's and that's a part of the. I mean, social media is great, and it's it's really, it's you know, it's kind of it's breathed new life into the industry. And like, I know for like Rob at ASAT, it's kind of become his marketing vehicle a little bit sure. past word of mouth. And uh, it's great for that. And I mean, I got, I got people that I'll legitimately call friends 
that I've developed friendships with that I've met through Instagram and social yep. media. You, you guys being one of them, I now consider you guys friends. And uh, I met you guys through social media. Like, who would have thunk that? Yeah, you're not kidding. Ten years ago. Kidding. And that's even Ray from Pacific Giants. I've developed a friendship with him, and I will call him my friend. He lives in Oregon. Like, damn. But, yeah, it's like we're we're working on some video stuff with him. And last night he called me. And he's three hours behind me or whatever. He yeah. always he always forgets, and I always forget because I'll text him in the morning. I'll be like, yeah. God. <laughs> it's like two a.m. there, or he'll call. What he, the hell? He called me last night, and he's like, "You sound like you're sleeping." I'm like, "I I, I almost was." <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how it's kind of changed, and it, it the perspective that people have or like the they feel like they gotta hit the measuring stick yeah it's so freaking stupid but and it's a lot of undue oh, pressure and, and even even I, i'll fall victim to it sometime especially because you know i i get all in and then james and jared will hype hype me up too about the turkey hunting and and, I, and there's, I, i'm not gonna lie i can hunt turkey and uh I do pretty well, but I'll put some undue pressure on myself this spring if I'm not getting it done. Um, cause it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's all about having fun and going out and having a good time and, and killing turkeys. I mean, obviously I want to kill turkeys, but I'll be like, Oh shit. Uh, it, we're, we're in the last two weeks of the season and I got a tag still unfilled. Like, and I'll be like, I got to kill one. No, I don't have to kill one. Yep. And you, you actually didn't fill your bonus tag last year. You, who cares? You didn't have to fill it. I mean, I like to ride your ass about it. Oh, but, I know. Believe me. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. None of this and, shit and matters. To, to, to uh, prove your point or, or supplement your point, I could have shot a couple jakes with my shotgun or with my 12-gauge once I start using that. But, you know, I wasn't and, going to. So and you, yeah, and you could have filled your tag. You could have been yeah. tagged out. And yep. you could have hashtag tagged out and tagged out, bro. Quite honestly, it would have been really cool in that one millisecond, and then a minute later, everybody would have forgot about it and not yep. gave a shit. Um, yeah, and quite honest, everybody would have forgot that you had you didn't fill your bonus tag by now if I wouldn't keep bringing it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, and and quite honestly, I mean, uh, there's like a I, I you see them all the time, uh, horn porn on on the media, and these guys are posting these awesome bucks well i i yeah i hit the little heart which is gay to begin with but i hit the little heart because i like it and then i forget about it five minutes later um now there's some bucks that be like you know we'll be you know a couple of us will see it and we'll be like damn that was a really good buck but it's normally somebody i know like if it's somebody yeah. i don't know i really eh, whatever here today gone tomorrow and that's yep. what guys got to realize that this is uh it's a fleeting it's fleeting and if you're doing it for the grams how they say that's what they say doing it for the gram like or, that, yeah. or you're doing you're doing it for the wrong reasons and uh i can almost guarantee you and this is getting super philosophical on you because it's valentine's day right let's let's get philosophical <laughs> let's do it when you're laying on your deathbed nobody's gonna give a shit no about how many big bucks you shot or what you did or they're gonna. You're, people aren't gonna be lining up at your funeral, going, "Damn that dude! He, he, he shot some big bucks and he posted some really awesome grip and grin photos." Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 
the people that are going to be there are going to be your family and your kids and the people yep. that have that, actually care that actually care about you and that you provided something tangible to their life you taught them how to hunt or you took the time out of your day to teach them how to tie their shoes or throw a football or uh, you were there when they were moving or you were there when they were going through a hard time and uh, whatever happened their dog died or their you know their wife left them or mm. whatever or their you know a significant other to them died those are the sure. people that give two shits about you and these people that are basing their existence and their life off of value derived from insta fame or whatever the hell are really yeah, you know, missing out on life a plug here to an instagram page that i've really been liking lately it's making hunting great again have you seen that <laughs> yeah that guy's an asshole all, all they do is call <laughs> people out with <laughs> bullshit posts. i'm waiting like all, the, all the girls that are posing with guns with the guns upside down or you know they're yeah, I they love have it. No clue. They're only doing it for the picture. Yes, I, I, that guy's the biggest asshole, but I, I love it. He is, yeah. he is hilarious. He'll get me eventually, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, if someday, somewhere, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll, I'm, I'm, I'm. Actually, I kind of hope he does because I think it'd be a freaking riot. Yeah, yeah. He's posting those girls all the time. Or the, the new thing is the waterfowl guys throwing all the waterfowl up in the air for like a, a hero shot. So it looks like they're all falling back down on them. What? I That's even... like the new cool thing. Or, so or, the, or the women, it's like hot mouthing or something they call it. They put the duck's beak in their mouth and like smile with it, kind of like they do with turkey calls. That's stupid. Who comes up with this shit? There's so much stupid shit. Like, oh my God. It takes all I have to not just god the world is doomed like this these these people that, that have re, been recreating and creating offspring like there's some damn problems coming for yeah come <laughs> who the hell yeah who the hell thinks of this stuff it's insane uh i mean i've done i've 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 not really fallen victim to any of that kind of crap but you know i i like so the the heart shots were cool for 30 seconds and then everybody started doing them and then uh the like the holding up the piece of meat was cool for like a second and then that was overplayed yeah um but then this this is a whole new level like yeah some people do some really dumb stuff for whatever reason i don't like it but that that yeah i like that guy he he definitely incites some rage in people but it's the yeah truth. i don't know anything about him i just think his content's funny that he's calling it, all these people out for the dumb shit i like it's that. it's and it's legit it's yep. he he's not yeah i i'm with that i'm i'm okay with that <laughs> i mean i think bashing people because they're you know gay whatever like black white hispanic the racism or the the sexism or stuff like that like that 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 doesn't that that doesn't need to happen but if yeah if you're doing dumb stuff then you deserve to be called out for it if you're opposing turd then it's coming (laughs) yeah no i'm with you on it and you know what i've actually i don't i don't think i've become sensitive to it but there's some like we'll get some cool pictures but in a lot of our pictures uh i i pull a lot of my pictures as screenshots actually i'm no i'm no photographer i'm no videographer either mind you um and but we film a lot 
and a lot of times I'm pulling my stills uh, from video, and that's a lot of sometimes my pictures. Yeah. Um, and then there's other pictures where we, we don't really can stuff. Like we'll take grip and grin shots. Um, but there's sometimes where you get a picture and be like, that's pretty cool, but it really looks posed or it really looks yep. contrived and I won't use it. Um, cause that's not the image I want to portray for yeah. my personal stuff or for Boga's stuff. Um, now we, 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 we pushed the envelope a little bit on Bogo and, uh, we, we, on the verge of sometimes corny but it's really we're trying to engage followers and get a conversation going about hunting sure and uh sometimes you gotta push the envelope a little bit that in that regards but yeah i try to stay pretty conservative and uh i've i've waned at times but um you just got to be who you are and if people don't like you then they can move along yep that's so that's what it's about but you can only act for so long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the new, and, the real you is going to shine through at some point, and then. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, that is the truth. And and really, I, it's it's funny because it a lot of this. I mean, if you if you think about it all, like to its truest sense, uh, Facebook. Well, it was MySpace. MySpace. This 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 social media dynamic didn't really exist during uh was it myspace yeah myspace um and then it, it started to be created with facebook now instagram now podcast yep. and uh it's 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 a it's a really cool dynamic i mean i'm not gonna knock it i mean it's it's brought me into a lot of friendships and meeting a lot of people that i wouldn't have otherwise and it's kind of a nice little place to showcase our right to hunt bear arms and do what we love to do and uh i like it and i i like these other spaces that like the go wild app or yep. uh what's there's another one um it's just not, not me we that's not what you're talking about right no it's just a hunting one it's like uh got it i don't i don't remember the name I of it mean. I, I know what you mean yeah but there's these guys that are setting up these apps, you know, like they're a social media app, but just for hunters. Right. And I'm not all about them. I'm not going and hiding in a closet community. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm a hunter. I'm a person. I'm an American. I have my, you know, I have what I like to do and I'm, it can be in mainstream media. It's, I'm not hiding. To me, that seems like one of those safe spaces. Like, I want to go over here <laughs> so, so nobody – like, just yesterday. That's exactly what I think. Somebody commenting, fuck you on all of our bear pictures. Yeah, whatever. You know, I said, oh, thanks for the support, buddy, or whatever. Yeah, they're entitled to their opinion, and you it know, might not be a positive care. one. Who cares? Yeah. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. and But I'm not going and hiding in, in some just designed for outdoorsmen. No. I, no. I'm part of mainstream America. I'm going to stay here. And, uh, I, I mean, I got, I've gotten stuff. I actually had something denied from Instagram the other day, but whatever. Mm. I don't think it's shocking, whatever. They thought it was shocking and disturbing, whatever. That's their, their lot, whatever. I don't yeah, care. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the stuff they filter is complete BS. Yeah. You know, but whatever. Soft, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. Cause you can, you can likewise, you know, you can report, 
other nonsense. I mean, sure. it, anybody can report anything and whatever. Some people don't like it, whatever. I, I got into a debate with the girl. She was like, what the fuck are you posting this picture of this coyote you shot in the head for? And I explained myself and, and she was like, Oh, okay. Well, I understand now. And she's like, and it was just, it, it was, that's what it is. A lot of people just don't know. Yeah. And she was like, okay. The first reaction is negative instead of trying to learn first. Yeah, and, and I, I went through the whole explanation. She's like, okay, I understand that. Just yep. wasn't sure why you posted that picture. And I'm like, right. well, because that's exactly how it happened. Right. And I shot the coyote in the head, and it was a quick, efficient kill. Yeah, that's exactly and that's how it want. That's how it went down. This is real life, and this is what I want to – this is what I want to portray on my page. Yep. I won't be offended if you block me and unfollow me or don't follow me and block me or report the picture. That's your right. And go, go at it. Um, but this is what I'm here for. And I enjoy hunting and the reality of hunting. I'm not going to sugarcoat it or, um, you know, there's no, there's no need for it. This is what it is. And I'm here to educate others. I'm not here to give this false personification of what hunting is. No, it's, that's not what it is. It involves killing and getting dirty and bloody, and sometimes shit goes wrong and you wound oh, yeah. animals. I'm not yep. going to hide any of that because you, 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 you end up looking like a big tool bag yep. when you try to make yourself look perfect. And there's plenty of other hunters out there that do that, and they can that's yep. their little niche. Go right at it, but you're, it's false. Yeah, some people post some dumb shit. You, know, you could tell they're just trying to piss off the people who don't hunt. There's, there's definitely those people. Um, but yeah, ninety-five percent of it is relevant stuff. There's always a couple outliers. That's anything, though. That's not just hunting. Yeah, exactly. That's everything. So, That's every aspect of life. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is, and it's just actually. I, I wasn't even. I guess it's Valentine's Day, so whatever. We can get philosophical, but I wasn't planning <laughs> on. I wasn't planning on going getting all mushy on this, but that was it's it, like a lot of this stuff. It just it 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 just builds and you hear it on other podcasts and stuff yep. like that. And, um, I just, I want to, I'm going to eventually my, my goal is to get myself to a point where I am. And, and I feel I'm there 100% representing my core values and who I am and not deviating from that for anybody. And then also getting, uh, a good solid foundation to where, uh, the podcast and the Instagram and all that stuff doesn't affect my life as um, where I'm shortchanging an aspect of it, whether it be my kids, my wife, um, work, or my real social interactions with people, um, where I'm sitting at a table at a bar having a beer and we're all on our phones. Yeah. Right. You know, I, 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 in, cause we, I, I'm guilty of it. I, you know, I'll get caught up in messaging people or, you know, unfortunately I'll have people messaging me about camo and fit and sure. different stuff like that. And I want to get back to them cause I want them to be able to make a informed purchase and then I'm messaging, you know, my friends and then I'm messaging other people about a bow or, and, and then I, but then I like picked my head up and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm sitting here with like uh five people and I haven't said a word yet. Yep. Yeah. You get caught up in it sometimes. No doubt. 
and I, I want to try to, um, that's, that's like kind of my, my very, very late new year's resolution. I'm late to the, I'm late to the game here, but I want to try to solidify my foundation and not let this media stuff overtake my life. Um, and really focus like, cause and, and I'm guilty of it hunting too. Uh, I'll be out hunting and, um, answering stuff on ASAT's Instagram. And then I'm responding to people on mine and then I'm texting people and, and I'm not really enjoying the moment I'm in. I'm, I'm in this, I'm, I'm in the media and, and, and some of it, sometimes it, you know, it just happens and you're bored and whatever, but you're, I think a lot of people are missing out on the moments they're actually in and they're just highlighting them with a photo. Oh yeah. That's, you see a lot of people take pictures of something and then in their mind, they just write it off because they think, Oh, that's done. I got a picture of it. Yeah. Instead of actually soaking it in. Yep. Yep. Maybe not so much with it. hunting, but when people go on vacations and shit like that, they'll take a picture of something and then completely write it off. Instead yep. Of Checklist soaking. complete. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and well, that's a little bit getting out of this. So we're not just talking about this dumb shit. Um, after bear camp, uh, your rifle season, you didn't shoot a buck, but you had some opportunities, and you went into flintlock. Did you guys get any with the flintlock? Yeah, we got – I shot a doe in Chester. That was actually – what the hell was that? That was like January 11th or something like that. Um, that was the first deer I shot all – first deer I killed all year. Damn. Which is pretty crazy, yeah. Usually I shoot one in early archery just to get that monkey off my back, but – yeah. Um, I shot I shot my first deer with a flintlock this year. It was f- pretty cool. I love it, man. I love it. It was uh it was wild how it it all went down. We uh I got a flintlock and I've had I've I've owned a couple flintlocks over the years and uh I had got one actually I bought one at a pawn well how did I buy I bought one at a pawn shop and uh it was right I'm left-handed. I bought it right-handed and I let I let everybody talk me out of actually hunting with it. I didn't shoot it bad, but I, I ended up selling it and I got a left-handed one. I got the traditions PA pellet rifle. Yep. And that thing was a dud. Um, even with, even with black granular black powder, that thing shot like shit. Um, it would shoot great when it was clean. Like the first couple of shots, it would shoot phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. But then as it got fouled up, it just really – a lot of hang fires, delay fires, and I I ended up getting rid of it. And I actually – so I had owned two flintlocks, and I had never actually hunted with them. And right. it was it was the combination of I wasn't real comfortable with the weapon and I didn't have any tags. It was more so that I didn't have any tags, and uh, I didn't have the need for any more meat or anything like that. And so I would just go out, and I did I would drive for people or sure. whatever. And uh, – so then this year I come across, I got my hands on another one and it was the one I wanted, which was that TC firestorm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they don't make them left-handed. I, I got it right. And that was what I had originally bought from the pawn shop was a TC firestorm. And, uh, it wasn't in great shape, mind you. So this one I actually got was pretty well taken care of. It was a nice looking gun. It's like a blue barrel with the synthetic stock not traditional by any means but uh and i was planning on shooting pellets out of it as well because it's a it's a smoker for pellets it'll shoot them right even with that side you know that flintlock ignition and i got it and sighted it in and it was 
I got it to where I thought I wanted it. I'm going to do a little bit more work with it because I was like two inches high at 50, two and a half inches yep. high at 50. It actually, I think, I think actually I need to bring it down a little bit more, but um, I got it all set up and I had tags and because I had only shot that one buck in archery season and then rifle season, uh, at bear season, I didn't shoot a bear. I was, you know, my brother, and we got, I got a bunch of them. It was a blast. Um, and then rifle, yeah, rifle season, I actually had a, uh, I was messing around with a 300 blackout, that Ruger American rifle. And mm -hmm. uh, I shot two does with it. We did uh, that little bogado down thing. I actually had a farm. They needed some does taken off of it. And I did it during that uh, firearm, regular firearm season. And uh, we, we got some does off of it for him. And actually, that 300 blackout, I, I was shooting uh, a 110-grain VMAX bullet out of it, and I just smoked both those does. I shot one, and one I just destroyed the heart, and the other one I shot it double lung, and both yep. of them died within 15 yards of where I shot them. And it was a, a great little gun. And actually, my sister-in-law was wanting a, a, a rifle, and she's a, she's a petite lady and i actually i i i sold it to her so she would have her own rifle to hunt with which is a it's a great little gun for i think for youth and uh women uh that that, that don't want a, a heavy recoil gun and i still had oh two doe tags left so we went into flintlock and i'm like i'm deaf i'm saving them uh, i'm gonna i want a flintlock hunt and we went out and I didn't get any shots initially. We had put some deer up and uh, we were, we were doing some drives with some friends and uh, we were just striking out and uh, for whatever reason, deer going around us or whatever. And, and these areas are all high pressure areas. And uh, we're, we're, we, we kind of done what we, we said was going to be our last drive. And then uh, I had, I was telling everybody some deer kicked down the hill when we had went in to set up, stand look the standers sure. so we decided just impromptu that the drivers were just going to kick down and kind of do another little push to get out of the woods so i scurried up in front and i knew where i won i knew where to go and i sat there and i'm like yeah whatever this isn't gonna work well i i don't know they they the drivers had texted me and they're like hey we're, we're out we're all up here up top we're gonna come down to you and I caught movement out as as I'm look reading my phone. I caught movement out of the right out of, out of the right side of me, and here comes a deer just busting ass up towards this edge. And I was like on a gas right away, and it ran right to the edge. And it was like, uh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to cross here. <laughs> and it actually went to go back up kind of towards the drivers, but there was it was yeah. a steep hill. It was a safe shot, and I'm like, oh, here we go, hammer back. No time for rest, no time for anything. She's um, it's like 75 yards, I would say. I thought it was a little closer, but I think it was closer to 75. And I got real comfortable in, you know, that muscle memory from just shooting. Sure. Uh, you know, my shot process went through my, my process, my checklist, made the decision to, to do it and to stay in the shot. And I pulled the trigger and it, God, it sounded like I hit, it sounded like when you throw a flat rock against water, it was just <laughs> whack. And I'm like, yep. Oh, I hit her or I hit a tree. <laughs> right. And right. I'm like, but I felt because you, you get that, that smoke out. 
And I'm like, yep. man, that felt good. I, I hit her. And uh, so they, they come down over the hill and they're like, actually, the one guy's like, did you shoot into the ground? And I'm like, no, I just shot a deer. And they're like, nah. And I'm like, yeah, I shot a deer. And they're like, holy shit. And they're like, it sounded like you shot that gun. Like it, it just like flat smack, like soft mud or something. Mm, no kidding. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, man, I, cra I was like, I bet you I busted her shoulder. I was aiming right at her shoulder. That was really the only shot I had because there was a little tree in the way. Yep. And we walked up and I just pulverized her shoulder and I was shooting what a hundred grains of Pyrodex black powder with a mm. two, 245 grain um, XTP slug. Oh yeah. That'll whack the hell out. I was shooting that on my inline. Yeah. Oh my God. That it, it just destroyed yep. that shoulder. It went into the, into the, the near shoulder and uh, it, I, I think it came out like under the armpit on the other side and uh but yeah it was it, it did it did a hell of a job on her that was my first flint like i was pretty happy so i'm one for one i've given up flintlock hunting i'm batting a thousand <laughs> done <laughs> we love the damn thing they're so I, much fun to hunt with i'm addicted now i'm gonna yeah. I'll, I'll be hunting with it again but i was just joking i jokingly i was like yep yep I was like, if anybody wants to buy a flintlock, make you a good deal on it. I'm done now. One for yeah. one. Going out at the top of my game, but now I'm addicted thoroughly. They're they're they are a lot of fun. It's like a it's it's really challenge. It's a, it's a new challenge. It it limits your effective uh, range and oh yeah, yep. Plus they're miserable bitches. Uh, some days they just don't want to go off. Yep. So yeah, yeah they take they take some tuning. That's kind of what makes them fun. You can really fine tune your load and your and your sights. Yeah, and that's why I want to play with it some more. I might actually, I might work up some different uh, combos with granular powder and mm -hmm. just see how how accurate I can make that gun. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I love them. I might even get a semi custom one for next year. There's there's such a miserable bastard though to clean. Yeah, it's a process. It's a process, no doubt. Well, that firestorm's pretty easy. I'm bitching, and meanwhile, I got the easiest one in the world to clean because I just take the breech plug off and clean it oh, like a shotgun. Right. I, didn't, I forgot that has that. Yeah, I don't have that in mind. Yeah, and, and literally, I mean, there's you know no hot, soapy water needed. I just use, uh, what is it, number 13 cleaner, yep. and uh, I get I just lay some – I put some – I put some uh, newspaper, like, a whole section of the newspaper on the garage floor and I, I soak a rag and I run it up and through up and down and kind of, it, it kind of, it's, it does kind of suction up some of that number 13 and uh, clean it out. And it, it doesn't take much at all. I just, I, I, I don't like, uh, I don't like uh, neglecting, firearms i mean they're a tool I don't yeah especially I don't the black powder yours is stainless though right no nah, it's blued oh is it okay yeah it's blued and it, it had a couple spots of rust on it when i i got it and i actually used a uh stainless steel scour pad yeah and uh you know most people you look at that that scour pad and you're like oh that's gonna rip the shit out of the finish on the gun it doesn't it it literally it takes the it took the rust off and left the bluing in place <laughs> and uh the gun's I mean, really, it was in mint condition. I got a hell of a deal on it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like taking care of my stuff. I'm pretty, I'm pretty anal retentive when it comes to that. And I feel like if you take care of your stuff, it'll, it works as it's intended. 
Yeah, without a doubt. We kind of got ours down to a science now. The cleaning is pretty quick. Even without taking the breech plug out, we put the breech end in like an old pretzel jar or something like that, something with some good height on it. Yeah. And fill it about halfway up, and then we'll wet the cleaning patches, like, like drench them, slide it all the way to the bottom, and then as you pull it back out, it pulls the water from the jar up through the barrel. Yeah. Through suction. And then you can go up and down once or twice. And then your water's black, and then you just run a clean patch or a dry patch or two through the barrel, and you're done. Yeah, that's kind of – I did the same thing um, with that number 13 stuff. The newspaper would hold enough right. of it on the surface of it. It would squeegee up and back. But I might actually yeah. – I, I kind of like that. I might use like a uh, – It's really quick because prior to that, we would just use patches the whole time, and you'd use like 15 patches. Yeah. You know, because the first 10 are, are, are really dirty. Yeah, And then you start getting better. But now 90% of that comes out when you're going up and down with the water. Yeah, and that's – no, that's – You that, pretty that. much just dry it out, really, after that. I'm using three or four patches, and I'm done. Do you do you let them sit and dry for a while before you then put, like, bore butter or oil on the, on the metal? Um, yeah, I, I actually use really hot water, too, which helps it evaporate quicker. Yeah. So, so the barrel gets hot. Um, yeah. And then – you know, I forget what the hell we use. Butch's bore shine or something. I don't know. Yeah, I use, I just bought uh, pre-lube patches from Thompson, yep. like the Thompson Center variety with bore mm -hmm. butter on them. And uh, what I found, what, I mean, in that, with my limited experience in the flintlock realm, I, uh, after I shoot, I mean, like in, for this, in this instance, I only had to shoot that dough one time. I, uh, when I was done, I ran a bunch of those patches through it and got a lot of that you know you get that real gritty black powder gunk oh yeah. yeah so i got a lot of that out with just the patches and then i took it home and always i always let my guns sit when i bring them in from the cold to the warm i let them sit and sweat out yep and then i i cleaned them in that 13 it, it's it's real watery so I would do, I did that until it was it come out where it wasn't black and then i dry patched it wiped it off with a dry cotton cloth and then I let it sit and kind of get all that moisture out of the pores of the metal because sure. the metal's porous. Sure. And, uh, and then I, then I put, I, I used the bore butter and then I bore buttered it and put it away, but I'm, I'm all, I'm, I'm still learning. Like I said, 25 years later, I'm still learning. I actually, um, my ought six to completely change subjects here. I've been working up, uh, uh, developing a load for it. And, uh, cause I was shooting 180 grain trophy bonded bear claws or bear claws or trophy bonded tip federal premium yep. ammo out of it. And it was just not shooting well. I mean, it, it shot good enough to kill a deer, but it wasn't shooting to the potential of that Tika. And I actually just, I, I, I bought a box of 165 grain, uh, Sierra Game Kings and in a, a box of 150 Sierra Game Kings and went to the range and the 165s were just shoot. They just good. shot. They just, yeah, they, they literally were tack drivers out of that Tika. And I was talking to uh, Fred Carper. He has, he's a it's Carper's custom gunsmithing. He's local to me. He, he did. And actually the, uh, I'll announce it here. The, and it'll be up before this airs, but uh, I sent Logan Holtz, the uh first part of my turkey blog for burris optics nice nice and uh 
Yeah, and, and actually, we've been up for a while, but we might, I mean, we could even break this into two segments and do a two part series on this. But uh, I, uh, let me finish one thought and then I'll go into the next thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um so i'm i'm talking to fred because i actually i took him my my turkey gun and we were we we're finagling that but not to jump around too much i was talking to him about this rifle and and cleaning it because i'm like because he's into that precision long range stuff and i'm like right. hey i'm not i'm not looking to do that but i got an eliminator on here and i know this ought six i can i want to be able to shoot consistently and accurately to 500 yards where i'm not thinking about it because i have that the building compensation into that eliminator you range and it drops, you know, it, it drops your uh, point of aim for you. Yeah. And he, you know, we're talking and, and I'm actually over, I was over cleaning my rifle because I was using a real viscous um, solvent uh, shooter's choice. And he's like, and every time I would go to the range, I would come home and I would, you know, I'd bring my gun in, I would let it sweat out. And then I would uh, wire brush out the, the the powder and stuff like that and then i would run the shooter's choice through it till it wasn't coming out green and yeah. he's like in essence what you're doing is you know that copper and stuff so that when you're shooting a rifle that copper gets into the lands and grooves and all these imperfections in these pores because metal's porous and it actually will coat and and fill in those little nooks and crannies huh. and uh he's like so every time when you remove that and then you go shoot your gun again, you're going to get a slightly different zero. Right. That kind of makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because Absolutely. you're changing the dynamics of the lands and the grooves. Yep. And then He's those like, pores so, are open again. It's probably almost grabbing the bullet. Y y yeah. Well, you're depositing the copper into them and you may not deposit the copper the same this, you know, right. this time as the, the last time. And he's like, you're better off using like uh, a Hoppy's number nine bore cleaner. Yeah. And, and just cleaning it and getting it clean, but not removing everything down back down to the shiny metal. And I'm sure there's, and I'm speaking of no way with any type of expertise on this. So take it for what it is. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, and, and I may even have misconstrued some of the information he was telling me because it's word of mouth. Um, but so I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this. And I did. And so those 165s, they just were dropping right in there. I mean, just unbelievable three-shot groups. Like, I wonder if the inch. twist rate's a little it is. slow it, it, for that heavy bullet, too. Yeah, and I'm sure it is. And, and I, I, so I, I got real crazy about this because it's, it's cabin fever season, so I'm reading and doing a bunch of research. And, and I, I mean, I, I like shooting guns, but I don't really care. But yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I want to learn how to let's, – let's do it right. Yep. And I've, you know, I've probably been doing it wrong for 25 years and let's, let's do it right now. And, uh, so I got it to lay in there and then I, I didn't clean it like I had been. And I did it how I was, you know, how Fred had said to, and the next time I went to the range, phew, right back in there and, and I was able to repeat it three times and working on my drops and, and fine tuning that, that eliminator scope. I mean, I'm dropping bombs at 500 yards on, you know, it's, it's sub, it's shooting sub MOA out to 500 yards now. Mm. And, and I'm by no means a, a, a great rifle shooter. I, I can get the job done and uh, I shoot ARs and pistols a lot more. And I actually enjoy shooting them uh, in more of like a combat style type shooting, but uh, precision's never been my, 
my forte. But it, this Eliminator scope and Natika, good components and knowing how to, you know, effectively use them has made me a lot better in a short time. Which I think is the whole reason for these podcasts and the online forums and stuff is to glean information and oh yeah, really without a doubt. help. It, it takes a lot of the learning curve out or it shortens it. It doesn't eliminate it. It just shortens it. Yeah, it saves you money too. At least you have some kind of basis to start at. Yeah, and I wish I would have read up a little bit more about that Tika because a lot of guys were experiencing the same thing in the odd six. The 180s just weren't grouping, but the 165s were. I wish I would have read that like two years ago. Now, I've killed – I've actually used that – I've had that gun for a while now. I've killed two bucks with it, one-shot drops. And yep. I dropped them in their tracks with that 180 grain bullet with high shoulder hits mm-hmm. and uh, just literally just dropped them. And it, it, I loved that. And, but I'm like, man, I was like this gun, you know, 15 grains, as long as I shoot them where I need to shoot them, it's not going to make a difference. And I'd rather have it more accurate um, to make that tight shot if I ever need to. So that's why I played with it a little bit and I'm glad I did. And, you know, if anybody wants to message, message me more about it, I'll, I can give a little bit more explanation. And what I can't find out, I will um, – I'll ask Fred. And uh, I'm actually going to try to get Fred set up here with an Instagram account because he builds some custom guns and stuff and try to yeah. get word out because he's just a local gunsmith, but he's he's awesome. And now to break into the next subject, which I wanted to talk to you about anyways, I'm putting the Fast Fire 3 on my Benelli. Are you? I was thinking yes. about putting it on my inline, actually. Yeah, well, it'd be good for that too. But I'm, I'm thinking I want one on my turkey gun, yeah. and uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm was flirting around with it, and me and Logan were talking about it, and he sent me out a fast fire, and uh, I'm going to be writing a blog, and like I said, it's going to be up on Burris's. Uh, and I'll link it on my Instagram, but I'm, I did part one, which is nothing but the actual site and why I'm choosing it for my turkey rig and mounting it. And originally I got it and I put uh, just a pick rail, a Picatinny rail on top of my Super Black Eagle. And I got an EGW rail and it's, you know, got good tolerances and stuff. And I mounted it properly, used all the spec, the spec ratings within, you know, it's inch rated. And I get it all, get it all on there. And I, I shot it and it, it was awesome. I mean, it's amazing how and I, that, that Benelli's I'm using one of those Indian Creek uh, sh- strike tubes, Turkey tubes. And I mean, it's a tight, it's a tight pattern and uh, you can really get the accuracy of that tight pattern using the red dot a lot better than just beads. And it shot well, but what happened with that Picatinny rail is I was actually, I had a loose cheek weld, which isn't really important with that red dot dot fast fire because there's no parallax. So if the red dots on the Turkey's head, you're going to, you're going to center punch that Turkey's head. If you're in some kind of weird position, you're not mounted perfectly. If that dots there, you're going to. Exactly. So you're going to hit where the dots at, but with, with Magnum Turkey loads, even with an inertia driven gun, it was beating the hell out of my cheek. Right, because I I was always I had that floating cheek weld, um, which isn't the way you're supposed to shoot guns. I mean, if you have to, you can, and with that fast fire, you can do it and do it so accurately, but it's not optimal. And I didn't want to put a riser on my stock because you can do that. A lot of the precision rifle guys do that. They put the riser on there so they can maintain a solid cheek weld and have the alignment right. 
but I, I didn't want to put that on my turkey gun. Um, so I was sitting there looking at it and going back to bear camp with that. This is my first experience with, uh, a, a red dot, you know, that reflex style sight on top of a rifle. I put one on my 3030 lever and that Burris makes a base plate for the 336 Marlin. Yeah, and it's damn near flush. It's hardly like anything's yeah. there. Yeah. So, and, and literally all it is, is it's a base plate for the fast fire mount and it goes right onto the receiver and then the fast fire attaches directly to it. It's, it's next to nothing. And it yep. keeps that natural line of sight off when you're shouldering the weapon and your cheek weld. And I'm like, how awesome would it be to mount the fast fire on my Benelli the same way? Well, they don't make, nobody makes a mount like that for the Benelli. So I'm thinking, and I'm like, you know what? I, I'm like, I bet you it's not going to line up, but I'll bet I can take one of them 336 mounts and have a gunsmith drill and tap it to match. So yeah, why not? Yeah. So I ordered one off of Amazon, just got to, I have that Amazon prime today, got it to the house and it doesn't match up, but it's close. So I took it down to Fred and I'm like, Hey Fred, I'm like, can we, can we drill and tap this mount and get this to work? And he's like, well, I don't see why not. And so we're looking at it and he's like, or he's like, you could drill and tap your receiver. I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to drill and tap any new holes in my Benelli. And he's yeah, like, no, nah. he's, like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, I wouldn't either. And he's like, you know what? And we're looking at it. We're looking at it. And inertia, when you're shooting a gun recoil, actually works forward on an optic not to the rear so i'm like he's like let's drill a hole let's drill out let's let's just right. drill out that front and it's a tapered hole so we put a new week and it's kind of it's countersunk and it's makes that one hole bigger like a double hole like when you yeah. shoot two 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 bullets into a target and they're they're touching so yeah. it's one hole but it's two holes so he gets it all mounted up and it looks freaking awesome, man. It's super low. There's no way it's moving. It's solid as can be. Now, it's not something that you could do. Um, it's not something you could do on your own because a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of an inch off and shit's going sideways, which you learned when you mounted your fast fire on your, your, on your gun, on your bear gun. And yep. it wasn't even that the holes yep. were misaligned. It was just when you threaded it on, you had a little bit of a misthread. Yeah, exactly. And it, exactly and it put it and it put it off just enough that it it screwed up sighting it in. So, like I said, he gets it on there. Now it's down on my natural line of sight when I shoulder that gun. Solid cheek weld on the shotgun, and dude, it is just balls out fast. I mean, yeah, there's nothing better than not having to think when you put your face on the gun. Dude, you pull that gun up and it is just right there. So, uh, and I go into some some pretty good detail in this blog that Burris is going to put up, and guys can read about it there, and even message me for more information. There's going to be pictures, and I'm gonna I'll put it on my Instagram once Burris gets it up. I'll I'll get it on there and get a little bit more information. Um, you know, technical data for guys that want to want to give it a shot, but it works perfect. And maybe, you know, maybe in the future, hopefully we'll maybe see a mount someday that's dedicated to these shotguns for this application. 
definitely make it easier. Yeah, it's it's. But like I said, it's it. Uh, I'm, it will. It'll be a little bit more on this. But yeah, I want to tell you about that. And I've had you. I've had. I've been ha- holding you captive for like two hours now. So, um, I'll, I'll get this thing end, ended up. You got anything you want to go on? Leave on? Uh no. I think we're gonna keep killing deer in the red tag season. So we'll have that to talk about next time. And I'm sure turkey's gonna be a lot closer. So we'll have that to touch on too maybe have some more solid plans yeah that well yeah we'll have to talk here and we will and uh maybe maybe we can get get together here for a turkey hunt and yeah do a little do a little talk about it afterwards but uh yeah keep me posted on that red tag stuff i think we're going down the first weekend of march is the next time hopefully we'll have inlines by then i might have one today actually but we'll see what are you looking at probably a cva optima they're they're a good shooting gun good price point for what i'm going to be doing with it nothing too crazy and supposedly accurate as all get out so sweet what more do i need yeah and and like i said we'll actually yeah it it may be it may be after turkey season maybe before if if we can but we'll uh we'll get back on and you have to we'll have to talk talk about what you ended up going with and you know what loads you developed for it or found to work and what your th- just general thoughts are because you've never really hunted with an inline before have you i've not i actually bought one for new jersey and um i shot it at targets and it was an accurate mr actually and holy shit that thing was accurate and of course never used it in jersey because their seasons are so expensive the landowner we were hunting on she bought our licenses and i didn't want to ask her to buy me a muzzleloader tag blah 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 we never use it in red tag season so i sold it and now I need one again, of course. So regret that. <laughs> that was one of the best shooting guns. That thing was accurate, man. What Holy was shit. it? A CBA Acura MR for mountain rifle. Nice. Yeah, I've never, I've never went down the inline rabbit hole. Yep. Cause in, and, and it would. There's a lot of states that, like Ohio, for example, that would be a great gun to own for that too. Right, that's kind of why I didn't get a uh, slug gun for the red tag area is because if I go hunt muzzleloader season somewhere, that slug gun would limit me, whereas an inline I could use in firearm season or a muzzleloader season in most places. Not Pennsylvania, but... Yeah, yeah, because in Pennsylvania you have to use a flintlock. Yep. Now, I could use it in this proposed bear season, though. That might be happening this year. What did you hear about that? There's going to be a muzzleloader bear season, like the second week. Actually, it's going to be whenever that early doe season is, that early oh, doe muzzleloader. Yeah, so. That's interesting. There's a lot of proposed changes. Sunday hunting yeah. legislation came up, yeah. starting buck season on Saturday instead of Monday. Yeah, I guess there's some orange changes, too, supposedly making the orange rules a lot easier. Good. Yeah, good. Jesus. Yeah, that 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 that's good. You know, I really hope this Sunday hunting thing happens, and it's yeah. I, I'm I'm really and I say that, and then uh, then I'm uh, there's a lot that goes with it. It's more than just saying okay, you can hunt on Sundays. I mean, they're going to have to revisit the length of seasons and when they start and when they finish. I yep, mean, there's a lot more. Numbers, to, all kinds yeah, of yeah, it really will change the dynamics of the hunting seasons by allowing Sunday hunters because you're going to take some guys, you're going to double their opportunities to be a field because a lot of guys can only hunt on Saturdays. Now you're going to give right. them, they're going to be able to hunt Sunday too. Yep. So yeah, there's a lot more to it than just saying, 
you know, this, you know, yeah, it's not. Saying, Yo, go hunt, no. hunt, 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 go hunt on Sunday now. Yep. So yeah, yeah. definitely thought that has to go into it. No that doubt. might actually, that might actually, because you're my, uh, you're my other go-to PA guy. That might be another time after maybe all the seasons are announced. Cause that'll be after, Oh, I don't know when it'll be official, but it'll probably be after turkey season when they fish make everything official, or will it be before? I think they release it May, actually. The new May. the official book. You know, it's all proposed now, but So once everything goes official, that might be a good time to get back on after we get a chance to review it. And yeah. uh then we can do another two parter. We can talk about turkey hunting and we can talk about all the new uh regs and regulations and give it give guys a spot to come back and listen and and kind of um explore and understand the the proposed changes yeah go read right sounds like there's going to be a lot of changes so we could just go right through the rule book and yeah our thoughts on it and give yeah exactly on it sounds good that sounds like a uh sounds like a plan and a place to leave off and then pick back up next time cool yeah we'll all right for the rule book all right, cool, Scott. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time talking to me today, and uh, I'll be in touch. All right, appreciate it.